Welcome to the Sales Talent Recruitment Podcast, brought to you by the Canadian Professional Sales Association. In this CPSA Recruitment and Talent Podcast, we'll talk about onboarding employees and how to give your new sales pro hires the tools to succeed. The bottom line is that companies need their salespeople selling as soon as they can ramp up. This means they cannot afford any lengthy onboarding processes that take up the first few days or even weeks. In order to stay competitive and grow the business, sales leaders must provide the tools and resources for their new hires to combine relationship building, closing the deal, and encouraging the drive to continuously learn that expands their knowledge and excitement for their industry. Having a focused, disciplined onboarding process can help companies succeed and retain their new salespeople. Our guest today is Dave Brock. Dave has spent his career developing high-performance organizations. He has worked in sales, marketing, and executive management capacities with IBM, Tektronix, and Keithley Instruments. He has worked with a wide variety of both Fortune 25 companies to startup companies and has extensive experience worldwide. Dave is the president and CEO of Partners in Excellence, a consulting and services company that helps its clients sharpen their strategies and execution in the areas of business strategy, sales strategy, and performance, sales channels, marketing, strategic partnering and alliances, globalization, leadership, and change management. For sales professionals, team leaders, and organizations across the country, the Canadian Professional Sales Association is your partner in building knowledge and skills to improve sales performance. The CPSA is the advocate for excellence in sales. We invest resources in programming, curriculum development, and professional designations to help individuals and companies become more successful through effective sales. We connect employers and employees, business with academia, and the private sector with government to advance the sales profession and improve Canadian competitiveness. Learn more at cpsa.com. And remember to subscribe to the CPSA podcast through iTunes, Google Play, and more. Dave, thank you so much for being on the CPSA Recruitment and Talent Podcast. Before we dive into the rest of the show, tell us a little bit more about who you are and what you do today. Great, Kevin. Thanks so much for asking me to join the podcast. I'm flattered to participate. First, I'm the author of uh, Sales Manager's Survival Guide, which you know we'll be talking about onboarding today. And a key part of that uh, book is onboarding and maximizing salesperson performance. Then second is I run an organization called Partners in Excellence. It's a boutique consulting company focused kind of on business strategy, sales, marketing, and customer service excellence. And there are about 15 of us scattered around the globe. And, and we work primarily with global kind of 500 organizations. Excellent. All aspects are important when it comes to improving candidate experience and hiring the right sales people in particular. And onboarding, especially, is where you want to get your sales team off on the right foot, right? Yeah, onboarding is absolutely critical. And unfortunately, most people's onboarding process is here's your PC, here's your IDs, bathrooms down the hall to the left, and I need a forecast on Tuesday. So, I mean, it's all the wrong thing. And, and to be effective, we need to get salespeople ramped up in understanding what to do, how to do it, and what's most effective for the organization. So that said, what are three things that new salespeople will need to succeed? I think we can look at it across a bunch of dimensions. Most people, when they look at, if they have an onboarding program, what they do is they become so intensely internally focused. You know, the onboarding 
is really about our products. And so you see people inundated with days and weeks of classes or e-learning on here's our products, here's all the feeds and speeds, here's all the wonderful thing about this stuff that we sell. And, and that's actually the easiest part of onboarding and the least difficult part, but that's where we spend all our time. I think there are two other critical elements. One is the customer. Who are our customers? How do we want to engage them? How do we create value for them? What do we stand for as a company and what we do for our customers? So we really need you know, to teach people about the whole customer, the customer experience and the value we create for them so that they can represent that when they're out selling. The other critical aspect, which takes a huge amount of sales, sales time, is how do we get things done internally? Mm-hmm. So, so if I'm a salesperson, you know, I know the products, I know how to be, uh, sell those products, I know who the customer is, but oftentimes the biggest challenge is how do I get the support? How do, I, how do we do things internally? Who do I go to to get approvals and those kinds of things? And we overlook training people on that. Just a, a brief story on that. I was working with one of the very, very large global telecommunications companies. And in the conversation, it came up that they had 72% voluntary attrition in the first 12 months of a salesperson being on board. And it's a tragic number. When I looked at the, the business impact on that, they were, it was uh, about a billion and a half dollars a year of sales that they were losing. And what happened is they were hiring the right people. The people understood the products. They understood the customers. They just didn't know how to be successful in their own company. They didn't know how to get things done. And so this is a huge, huge, huge impact that most of us overlook. You know, so the three things are who's the customer, how do we create value, and how do we engage them? How do we get things done in our organization? And what are my products, and how do I engage customers in in learning about and buying our products? Dave, I've been in the HR recruiting industry for nearly 18 years now, mostly on the, the technology side. But I can tell you that the, another long-running unfortunate reality, too, is that for most people, salespeople included, and for most positions, when you're hired, uh, even if you have a great experience leading up to that gate, those pearly gates, and you, get, you go through those pearly gates, but you're then parachuted into the jungle and left on your own devices. So what's interesting about that is that just what you're saying is knowing how to get work done. And that's, that's really huge in an organization. Let me ask you this. The, the, you want to collapse ramp time as much as possible, right? And that includes actually, you know, and understanding and knowing how to get work done, but understanding the customer and the products, this is all stuff because you want your salespeople from day one to sell. I would, I would want that. I know there's a lot of sales professionals and VPs of sales and sales leaders that I've talked to over the years. They really would love their people just, you know, if, even if not literally selling from day one, at least figuratively getting there, <laughs> right? How do, what, what do we do beforehand then, right? How do we better prepare salespeople before day one? What do you recommend there? Well, I mean, first, I'm not sure I would agree that we want salespeople from day one selling, you know, and and I think a lot of that depends on your business and the complexity of 
the types of problems you, you solve. So I was just prior to this interview on the phone with the EVP of sales enablement for one of the largest systems integration companies in the world. And their onboarding process is really quite a long uh, onboarding process. And what they do is they actually get salespeople involved in some of the delivery of projects so that they can understand things a little bit. They have a lot of salespeople shadowing and all because if they, they find if they send a salesperson out prematurely, they actually do more damage both in the customer situation and to their own you know, egos, credibility and confidence. Uh, and also it's what we want to do is we want to get the salespeople out and productive as quickly as possible and as appropriate for our business. I mean, if we're in retail sales, we can get them out on the, the sales floor, you know, day one starting to produce business. But if we're in, in a complex business, we may not want to have them sell. But, you know, going back to that, how do they prepare before they even start the job? And we see lots of companies of our clients doing some really interesting things in sending people, you know, learning packages or or maybe e-delivering those kinds of things, learning packages, you know, some basic fundamentals about about the company, about the customer set, about kind of their role and responsibilities and things like that, you know, things because you're eager and, and want to get started. So generally people are very receptive to learning those things. So most of the stuff, though, is very, very general. It's it's to get people and and most of what we see people trying to do is get people acclimated to kind of the culture of the company and what they're trying to do and less specific around here are the customers you're going to call on, here are the products you're going to sell, here's, you know, be prepared to start producing one order a week or 10 phone calls a day or whatever that is, you know, but it's more kind of general kind of leading them up and then the very specific stuff starts on day one. One of the most effective things that we see, sometimes, you know, maybe the week before you start or even in that very first week, is shadowing a top performer. And it, it has a, a, a huge multiplier effect is, is one is if, if I shadow a, a top performer, the competitive nature of salespeople is going to say, oh, gee, I'm going to emulate some of that person's behavior because that person is, is you know, one of the top performers. And maybe I'm even going to try and learn how to be better than that person. So that's one piece. But the other piece is the development opportunity for that top performer. If you have that kind of mentoring kind of relationship or that shadowing relationship, you start developing that person potentially to step into leadership roles. And also it has a huge kind of compound effect. And again, I, I think as an onboard, we can teach people all sorts of things, but when you get out in the real world and start getting your teeth kicked in, there's a huge learning process. So if we do that shadowing thing very early on, we compress that real world learning experience. That's a really good point. That and, and the, the job shadowing, the mentoring early on. And and also you want to have a hunger for for wanting to continuously learn, right? And expanding that sales professional knowledge and, and, and excitement for the company, for the industry that they're selling in, for the customers that they're going to be targeting. So how do you recommend these, your, your new sales team, how, how should they be managing their learning time? And how would you, how do you implement learning mixed in with the onsite visits and the mentoring and the job shadowing? How, what kind of a balance do you recommend there? 
Well, you know, a hunger for learning, a hunger for continuous improvement, maybe you might categorize this around a comp- an attribute around curiosity is critical for success in any profession, but particularly critical success for success in uh, in sales. And if you don't have that hunger or don't have that curiosity, you'll quickly become a dinosaur. You know, so this is mandatory for success for everybody in our organization. You know, so there's a lot that we as leaders and in our organization have a responsibility for in terms of helping develop those people, whether it's training them, whether it's coaching them. I mean, one of the, the most critical things is not the formal learning experiences we take them through, but the coaching that is is situation and timing specific to help this particular individual develop new skills, develop new capabilities to improve on on what they're doing so that that ongoing coaching from day one, which is the responsibility of of frontline managers and then managers all the way up the food chain. So there's that kind of corporate responsibility, but there's a personal responsibility that says, if I'm going to play at the top of my profession, if I'm going to be a top performer, I have to take personal responsibility for continuing to learn and develop. And, And while they're kind of tired cliches is if you look at any top performing athlete or any top performing musician or artist or or somebody like that is they aren't being dragged into training sessions. They're pushing it. They're going through and saying, this is what I need to do. I need to practice. I need to learn. I need to continue to improve. And unless they take personal responsibility for doing that, they, again, they'll become dinosaurs. So as individuals, what we need to do is we need to map out our own learning journeys. And whether that's in the evenings, in the mornings, on the weekends, it's, you know, how am I going to learn? What books am I going to read? What meetings am I going to go to? Who am I going to associate with maybe in establishing personal mentors and things like that? How am I going to learn and develop so I can always be at the top of my game? And, and, you know, so I recommend, you know, if you aren't following, you know, favorite bloggers, if you aren't looking at contrarian opinions, don't read a lot of sales books, read some sales books, but look at books outside of that, mm-hmm. um, outside of sales, look at marketing, look at some business, look at some some contemporary nonfiction on, on critical issues and so on and so forth. Broad, broaden your perspective about how you think, how you view the world, and then take that and say, how do I apply that to my job and my career? I completely agree with all of that. Let's get the pesky paperwork out of the way before day one. Let's get that you learning the the customers, the the organization itself, and then the sales tools that you're going to use. And that's the last question I actually want to talk to you about, Dave, is without making this, you know, a product endorsement per se, but you know, there's technologies is, is very, very critical to salespeople's success as well today, right? What, what are the technologies and platforms that we need to have today for prospecting, pipelining, customer relationship management, you name it? I think before that, we need, and as leaders, we need to instill certain kind of principles, disciplines, and processes of, of how we sell, how we engage customers, how we create value, how we do work. 
and then layer on that as tools that support and reinforce that. And so as tools that support and reinforce that, you know, critical things like like uh, CRM systems, critical marketing automation tools, Mm -hmm. you know, some tools that enable you to do some research, you know, whether it's research on individuals, things like LinkedIn, whether it's research on companies or corporations so that I can be more intelligent, you know, whether it's something like a Google uh, message that you get every day that tells you the state of the industry. I have a whole bunch of Google searches set on where I get daily reports on companies, individuals, or industries that I want to track that keep me current. So there, there are tools like that. You know, we have to look at you know, as managers, we have to look at those tools being supported across multiple platforms because increasingly we live in a mobile world. So if, if I can't access and leverage those tools on my phone or on my tablet, they aren't going to be very useful for me or timely to me. Excellent. Dave, thank you so much again for being on the CPSA podcast. Lastly, why don't you tell us all where we can find more information about the book that you referenced, your organization, and your sales insights? Super. Well, thanks for asking. Sales Manager Survival Guide, it's a top seller on Amazon. So just search for Sales Manager Survival Guide at Amazon. You can also get some free samples, the, some free chapters and some other free deliverables to go by going to Sales Manager Survival Guide. You can catch up with what I'm thinking about and talking about at my blog, Partners in Excellence blog. Or follow me on LinkedIn. I published on LinkedIn. Uh, Follow me on Twitter at David A. Brock. Thank you for listening to the Sales Talent and Recruitment Show. Learn more about the training and benefits from the Canadian Professional Sales Association at cpsa.com.